Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for being you. We appreciate the time that you take out of your day to be able to spend some time with us. We know you have a choice and we appreciate you choosing Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, we're gonna stress you out. No, actually, we're gonna try to do just the opposite. We're gonna try to talk about one of the things that is perhaps the biggest entrepreneur killer out there, and that's stress. Um, let's face it, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a go-getter, right? It's just kind of the nature of who you are as a person. Other people don't have the go-gettedness, the oomph, the whatever, chutzpah, that's a great word, I love it, um, you know, to go out there and really get it done, to create something new, to take something and innovate it, to even just share something that, you know, maybe is really well known, but share it as you, share it from your viewpoint and really put your own spin on it. There are so many powerful entrepreneurs out there and they work in different spaces, but I think all of us can agree one of the most difficult parts of all of being an entrepreneur, one of the things that keeps us more than anything else from thriving in our life and business is stress. Stress happens. Um, you know, there's a there's a really great concept that I've learned from different mentors that I've had, therapists, different people, and that's that all things that happen to you create a level of stress. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad, they just do have inherently within them some stress that comes with it. So let's think about this for a minute. Um, you know, you meet an amazing person. You're lucky enough to have in your life, like I have in mine, my beautiful wife, Kathy. Um, you know, and the dating has evolved to the place where now you're gonna get married and it comes to your wedding day. For those of you that are already married, I know a lot of you already have gotten there, you can remember back to that day. Now let's be candidly honest. On the other side of that equation, without in any way limiting how much we love our partner, there was some serious stress that day. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I mean it's not quite, this, this November, November 30th will be, um, our 17th anniversary of our wedding. Um, and uh, I remember the stress that Kathy was under because we, we had a fairly, it was our second wedding for both of us. We had a fairly small wedding, um, you know, and we, it was an amazing wedding, don't get me wrong. It was elegant, 
Uh, we did it in a fireside room. The whole entire theme of the wedding was fire and ice. We had fire and ice roses, um, fireplace blazing behind us because, you know, it was November in the Pacific Northwest. It was, unfortunately, it wasn't snowy. It was just wet and rainy like it is all the time in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, and, um, but it was a stressful day. We had a hall to, de you know, the room to decorate. And, um, you know, we had to make sure that the dessert bar that we had, we didn't have a full meal, we just had a dessert bar. And all of the stuff was there and that the people that were gonna serve were there and that everybody got their, you know, their tuxedos and dresses and that the last minute fittings got taken care of. And, you know, because of the nature of the fact that between us, we had uh, at that point five kids living at the house you know, all of the moving parts of making sure that the children actually did bathe that day, uh, you know, and so a wonderful, wonderful, I have great memories. I, I have to say that, um, you know, prejudicially speaking, I think Kathy and I may have had the most romantic wedding ever, bar none, but um, there were a lot of moving parts that day. And as amazing as that day was, and as blessed as I am to get to spend the rest of my life with my away, my, away, my amazing wife, um, you know, there was stress that day. So, you know, good things can be very stressful. Buying a new house, if you've ever bought a new house, <laughs> or even more so when we remodeled the house. I, I always say everybody should get a practice house to remodel before they actually remodel their house to learn all the things that you wish you would have known after the remodel's done and you go back through the house um, can be very stressful. It's amazing when you see the transformation from how, you know, the house the way it was before to the house the way that it is now. But during the process, it can be very stressful. Um, and then, of course, there are all the things that come up in our life as entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, payroll to make, bills to cover. We still have our own house bills. You know, the cost of goods, all of those kind of things. And just even as I'm saying them, I can sense, I know, because I deal with the finances for our company, I know that you gulped a little bit and you felt a little bit of stress ball well up within you just as you were... Uh, beginning to think about those things that, you know, typically we have to compartmentalize and, um, you know, deal with them when we have to deal with them and then not think about them the rest of the time because they're stressful. They're not the fun parts of our business. They're not when you get to sit face to face or talk on the phone and, and see the transformation in somebody's life. See their eyes light up when you say something to them that they've never thought before. I remember I was uh, I was on a what we call office hours. It's kind of our Q and A time for our nine week bestseller program. Um, and you know each week we just have kind of an open office hours. Think about it like a class. You know if you if you're a professor says hey you know I'm, I'll be in the office between this time and that time. People can stop by with their questions. And I remember I was sharing at the beginning of that some things for this particular week for the students to be able to really focus on. And one of the students said to me, I had an epiphany as you were talking and I wrote down the eight points that you made that have changed how I think about what I'm doing with this book. Now, first of all, that's so honoring. It's just mind blowing. And that 
those times in our business. Those are the good times. Um, but honestly, um, you know, the little stress, even in that great moment, in that highlight of our business, there was a little tiny bit of stress that came in because I didn't know that I had specifically said eight things. I wasn't looking at a sheet and uh, reading through eight points. I was just simply sharing with them from my heart. Um, and there were eight things that she caught out of that. And I even encouraged the room. I, I was just totally up, up front with them and said, hey, you know, I'd like for you to both post those eight things as well as I'd like to see what other people may have gotten. Maybe there's, you know, five other things that I said in there that aren't the eight that stood out and are important to you. Um, and my point is, is that that's what we live for as entrepreneurs is when somebody says, oh, I have a light bulb. I had an aha moment. I now know how to do something better, different than what I was doing before because of what you just said. But even as we're doing that pinnacle of why we do what we do, there's stress involved. It's okay. It's not a, it's not a negative. It just is. So we all have stress in our life. We all have things in our life and business, both good and bad, that create stress. And we need to learn how to deal with those things appropriately. Um, Kathy and I have been watching a, a lot of Grey's Anatomy. We just literally just started binge watching it, um, maybe even just like a couple of weeks ago. So for those of you that have watched all whatever it is, 15 seasons of it, don't tell me because <laughs> we're only a couple of weeks. You know, we're four or five seasons in now, you know, whatever. Um, but the thing I notice in that is the propensity for hard drivers like what doctors are, how easy it would be for them to become addicted to things to help them cope, whether that be alcohol or drugs or sex or those kind of things. Um, and this isn't a commercial for Grey's Anatomy. It just simply is, it came to my mind because we've been watching it. Um, we as entrepreneurs need to be cautious of how we deal with our stress and to deal with it in positive ways. Because if we don't, um, you know, there are tendencies to do things like, you all know me, I'm pretty honest here, like I tend to do and uh, soothe those emotions with food and end up gaining weight that we don't want to gain. Um, or there are people that go the other direction and they over-exercise, overwork their body. I've actually been in that place. One of the things that Kathy and I are both dealing with now is that um, in 2015, we were part of a program that worked really well for us, but we both injured ourselves to the point where we're still dealing with physical injuries from overworking. And that was at that point how we were dealing with the stress. And so I'm sure as you're listening, you can think of the things that you do that are not necessarily good for you to help you deal with the stress. So today I've got an amazing best-selling author. He's gonna share with you information that he has put out there into the world that can really help you be able to cope with your stress in a healthy way. Now I'm gonna ask you, um, again, because I know that there are a lot of the listeners that are going to listen to this that are going to have a preconceived idea about the product that this particular entrepreneur is talking about. It's called CBD oil. I know some of you love it and like Kathy and I, you swear by it. 
Um, and I know there's others of you that just because of it being a uh, cannabinoid, um, it automatically is on the no list. It's just wrong. Um, and so my point today is not to um, hurt you emotionally in any way, but to ask you to be open, to listen to the information, and to see if it's good for you, to help you. And more than anything, regardless of where you fall with this particular product, I personally am like backflip thrilled about what this person's going to share with us. But if you end up in a different corner, that's fine. But what I ask for you is set aside your preconceived notions. Know that as an entrepreneur, you do face stress every single day. And be open and willing to look at how you can deal with the stresses of being an entrepreneur, the stresses of your daily life, and learn how to live a limit, uh, a lower or lowered effect of the stress life so that you can truly thrive, so that you can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Today we're asking you the question, how are you dealing with the genuine body pain in your life? More importantly, how are you dealing with the stresses of your day-to-day -day life? And are there healthy alternatives that can help you be able to really thrive in your business by dealing with the stresses that you do deal with in a way that's good for you as opposed to in a way that is going to cause harm to you. And so I'm so delighted to bring in our guest today that's gonna to talk to us about some things that he's learned as a nutritionist, as a sports uh, physical therapist to help be able to really help you deal with that stress in a healthy way that's good for you. Join me in welcoming Evan DeMarco. Hi, Evan. How are you today? I'm well, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, you know, the different uses for cannabis products, let's uh, say it that way, um, are amazing to me and have been fought for so long. So um, let's start off a little bit talking about 
how you even, you know, found out about it, got interested in it to begin with? You know, that's a, it's a great question. And it's actually an interesting story, right? And, and, you know, we kind of look back at the history or my personal history on this one. And it's rather tumultuous in the sense that I grew up playing sports, you know, sports in high school, sports in college, sports was really my out uh, of Greeley, Colorado, which is where I grew up. And if you're not familiar with Greeley, Colorado, it is the uh, one of the largest feedlots in the country for ConAgra. Uh, so I grew up next to, you know, more cows than people. And you can imagine the smell and, and kind of the, uh, you know, that alone was enough to want to get out. But just that kind of town, that kind of place didn't really appeal to me. So I always looked at sports as this, how do I get out of, uh, how do I get out of Greeley? And in looking at sports as my exit strategy, there was a very fundamental approach to that. And that's don't do drugs, right? Get caught with drugs. You're not playing. You're off the team. You can forget about your future. So, you know, you kind of fast forward 20 years from, uh, from that moment after I left Greeley, you know, on, on a baseball scholarship, and I ended up playing professional sports. And I see in the sports and, and health uh, industry that cannabis becomes this really big talking point. And I had this real visceral reaction to it. I think just kind of looking back at my sports days, I'm like, that's a drug, don't want it, you know, nothing to do with it. I, I'm just completely over that concept. So even as a scientist, it took me a lot of time uh, in looking at the research and looking at the history of this particular product and this compound to, to understand that, A, it's not a drug, and B, there's so much potential for this in very uh, unique therapeutic uses. So, uh, you know, that, that's really been my crusade and been kind of the, uh, my marching orders over the last couple of years is not only to help re-educate myself and to educate myself on the therapeutic value of this particular product, but help re-educate an entire generation of people who've been spoon-fed that this is a drug and it really isn't. And, you know, the, the fact that cannabis is still on the same list as cocaine and heroin and opium is, is, is laughable. And that's a, obviously a separate political conversation, but um, yeah, I mean, when we really look at all the potential of this one, we haven't even scratched the surface of what CBD or full-spectrum phytocannabinoids can do in impacting people's health and wellness journeys. Living in the uh, Pacific Northwest for as many years as my wife and I have, you know, we uh, probably have seen the other side of that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when a friend of ours first introduced us to the concept of CBD oil. Um, and she actually refer, we started referring to it as knee oil because, um, she really basically tricked her mom who is in constant pain to use it on her knees. And then after her mom was like, this is amazing. What's it? What is it? Then she told her what it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, but with you specifically, you have a super solution that is a mixture of CBD oil and omega-3. So, um, you know, we don't want to get too scientific on people today, but, but can you give them kind of a layman's explanation of um, what both of those are and how they then combine to really help a person? I mean, kind of getting back to, you know, the pain and, and, and everything that this product has done and where it's been positioned, you know, and, and obviously we have to look at the science and separate out the THC from the CBD or the full spectrum phytocannabinoids. Um, 
but I, I mean, I remember I, I had friends in high school uh, whose parents were talking about this stuff for cancer, for, for so many things. So it, there's been this undercurrent of utilizing CBD in the marketplace for all of these different things for so long. So it, it's, I mean, it's just funny that this is, this is a conversation that after 10,000 years of being one of the oldest medicinal compounds on the planet that we're, we're talking about the regulations on this stuff and not how impactful it is for people who you know, have chronic pain, whether that's from joints. Um, I was at a, a medical conference a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about this for helping people getting off of opioids. I mean, th that's an epidemic in our country right now. And, and we're, you know, we're talking about the legalities of a plant versus how impactful this can be in, in tackling one of the major medical problems that face our country right now. Uh, so it's, it's an exciting time in this industry and I'm so happy to be a part of it and, you know, to be on the regulatory side as well as the product development side, as well as the research side. But it's just funny. I mean, some days I wake up in the morning and I beat my head against the wall because I'm like, I'm having conversations with politicians about this when I should be having conversations with doctors about how impactful this can be in, in tackling opioids or things like fibromyalgia or cancer. It's uh and really, once we get into get into this, it's we have to deal with the regulatory side so we can start to fund the research and really find out what this stuff can do for us on a long term uh, long term basis. Yeah, and it's important. I mean, I think maybe the first thing for people who don't know that you could help us understand is what is the difference between you know like a CBD oil and what a person typically thinks of when they think of THC and marijuana and that kind of thing. Great question. So when we look at THC and CBD, these are both just one of 113 unique phytocannabinoids that are sourced from the hemp plant, cannabis sativa. <clears throat> and a lot of these plants have been bioengineered to have higher concentrations of one over the other. So as we look at kind of the, the weed industry, THC, that's the thing that's going to get you high, right? You know, you're going to have the psychoactive uh, element of that. That's the thing that's going to drive you to 7-Eleven at 3 a.m. looking for nachos and a salted pretzel. Uh, whereas CBD is the non-psychoactive uh, component of the plant. And these two are really antagonistic of each other. So as we start to bioengineer these plants, there's a unique kind of therapeutic benefit that comes when we separate out uh, these two constituent components of it and focus on one over the other. Um, I'm not into the THC thing. I mean, I think that there's some therapeutic applications to that, but I'm really interested in the full spectrum phytocannabinoids, which is once we remove that THC, we have these 112 unique uh, aspects of this plant that have some real therapeutic value. So when we look at what CBD does, CBD really impacts something called the endocannabinoid system. And that endocannabinoid system, or ECS uh, for short, because that really is a mouthful, is this endogenous lipid-based system uh, that's kind of peripheral to the central nervous system. And it, it, it's comprised of two separate things, CB1 receptors, which are located in the brain, CB2 receptors located throughout the body. And when we look at the brain chemistry of taking in CBD or full-spectrum phytocannabinoids, we see you know, impacts for things like uh, sleep, stress, anxiety, appetite control, uh, traumatic brain injury from, from neural inflammation. Uh, Nate Jackson, a former Denver Bronco, wrote a really interesting book about traumatic brain injury and football players and how so many of these guys are using CBD now just to treat the ongoing uh, you know, effects of traumatic brain injury, concussions, headaches, all of those things. 
Um, and then when we look at the body, we look at the CB2 receptors, we look at CBD impacting things like inflammation, joint pain, um, just pain modulation, pain suppression. So when we really optimize this endocannabinoid system through the intake of these full-spectrum phytocannabinoids, we really see some cool therapeutic benefit. And, and you know, again, we haven't even scratched the surface of what the potential is. One of the things that I'm really excited about over the next coming or the next couple of years is how do we separate out these 112 unique components and then put them back together in varying degrees for indication-specific response? So the science on this hasn't even it's still in its infancy. And, and what we're really going to see, I think, over the next five, 10 years is, is the modulation of full spectrum phytocannabinoids to really look at very unique indications. So even with everything you just said, I know there are people out there that um, are terrified, really, <laughs> um, that if they use CBD oil um, on a joint pain or something like that, that they're turning into a drug addict and they're going to have psychotropic or, you know, whatever kind of responses from that. So can you deal, is there a layman's way of explaining why um, a person isn't getting high off of CBD oil? Yeah, and, and the best way to do that is just to recognize that THC, uh, the thing that we all associate with weed, with marijuana, with, you know, with that high, if you're getting a good CBD oil has been removed. So you're not dealing with that psychoactive component. You're dealing with the pure medicinal compound. And, and let's, take a look at, let's take a look at the drug indication on this one and kind of the whole history, because I think it's fascinating, right? If, if we go back in time, 10,000 years China, 5,000 years India, this is one of the oldest medicinal compounds on the planet. George Washington grew hemp in his front yard. At one point in the United States history, it was illegal for the largest farms to not grow this product, not just for its medicinal benefits, but for the fibers to create rope, uh, you know, to create clothing, you know, shoes. There's a long and, and glorious history of this plant having so many different uses. And then, you know, the cotton industry comes along and, and capitalism drives a lot of things. And so, you know, the cotton industry really forced the, you know, forced hemp out and, and became the predominant crop for, you know, clothing. Um, then in a really interesting kind of reverse immigration policy in the 1930s, hemp started to have this resurgence, but the state of California really demonized marijuana, which is the Spanish word for this. And basically in a, in a letter or in a law that was written in the 30s said that Mexican men were coming across the border smoking marijuana getting high and soliciting sex from white women. That's actually verbatim what was written in the law. So it became a catalyst for a reverse immigration policy. Anyone caught with this stuff was ultimately deported back to Mexico. Now, the Supreme Court later overturned that ruling, but in the 1960s, the DEA classified this particular product, marijuana, as we now call it, as a Schedule I drug, along the same lines as cocaine, as opium, as heroin. So it's been really demonized in that capacity simply because of a lot of political grandstanding, a lot of, you know, misinformation. Now, one of the things that we do know now is when we separate that THC, the thing that's going to get you high, you don't have any of those addictive things. Not that I think marijuana is really an addictive drug. Anyway, you don't have those psychoactive elements. You don't have any of those, uh, you know, kind of negative associations associated with it what you have is, is a purely medicinal compound that tackles all the things that we've just discussed. 
Um, and so obviously there is some gray area in the legal spectrum, but you know, for the most part, CBD oil uh, that has the THC at legally compliant 0.3% or less is legal in the United States. And you can take that and you can utilize that and you can, you know, really integrate that into your health and wellness journey, uh, you know, to tackle the things we're talking about, the pain, the sleep, the anxiety, all the things that we know this product can do. Well, and it's interesting that you say it because um, literally last night, um, my wife was having shoulder pain that just would not go away. She had used um, Absorbing Junior, if you're familiar with that really old product. Um, she had used that and it really wasn't touching it. And um, we have a bottle of CBD oil that is... Um, I don't know how to describe it unless you've seen Chris Rock's uh, joke about, you know, the bottle of Robitussin that you just keep adding water to and shaking it. <laughs> um, it's at that level, you know? Um, and uh, she's, you know, scraped out the last little bit of it that she could and she was finally able to sleep. So, uh, you know, from a personal experience, literally last night, you know, I, I know how well, you know, it can help people. Um, you know, of course you have to be in a state where it's legal. We happen to be in one of those, but, um, uh, you know, I just think it's amazing all of the things that it can do. So as you can tell, I am a proponent of CBD oil. I don't personally have any interest in marijuana, in THC, and any of those drug type of effects, but I have personally found that when it comes to pain relief, um, as we call it knee oil, that CBD oil is powerful and very effective. And if it's legal where you're at, I would strongly encourage you to give it a try. Um, I know from experience that you'll be glad that you did. Because remember, ultimately, what I want to offer to you today is a way to cope with your stress, a way to cope with the day-to-day -day pains in a way that benefits you so that you can really live successfully, so that you can thrive, so that you can live every moment of each day as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to WeHelp youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back 
I'm here with my special guest, Evan DeMarco. We're talking about the really incredible effects that CBD oil can have to help you. In the last segment, we were talking more about pain management, and now we also want to move on to things like helping you deal with the day-to-day stresses of being an entrepreneur and those kind of things. I hope that you really have been listening with an open mind, thinking about the things that you're going through in your life and in your business, and I hope that we're offering some solutions to you that can really help you thrive. We're bringing guests like Evan to you to help you really have the best life in business possible. I'm really curious. You have this super solution, as the little press write-up I got on you says, that is a combination of CBD and omega-3. So um, can you tell us in detail a little bit more about how that works and what that's for? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started getting into the CBD product development, what I wanted to do was create a product that, you know, A, I I felt really was something that I felt comfortable bringing to the market and B, something that we could make legitimate claims on. And oftentimes there's this disconnect, right? The dietary supplement industry is always looking for innovation, but then with innovation, the question is, well, what can I say about it? So the FDA really has these roadblocks in place about saying very specific things about very specific products. So there's some really unique synergies about polyunsaturated fatty acids and and CBD uh, and the polyunsaturated fatty acids being the omegas. Some interesting clinical research has been done on PUFAs, omega-3s, specifically high concentrate ones, and their impact on the endocannabinoid system. So I started looking at some of this research. I'm like, ooh, you know, now we can start to talk about this endocannabinoid system using some existing literature in the marketplace and allow CBD, which really we know has this impact on it, but doesn't necessarily have the FDA double-blind placebo-controlled studies to validate it, allow that CBD to piggyback off that. Um, now, one of the other things that I really like about omegas is, you know, it, it's, it, it's whole inflammation modulation response in the body but it doesn't happen overnight, right? If you've got joint pain like your wife had last night, you don't go to the, you know, the vitamin cabinet and pop an omega and expect that it's going to happen or it's going to fix that problem right away. Interestingly enough, CBD seems to have almost an instantaneous impact. So it's really cool in the sense that the dietary supplement has always been a supplement versus the pain pill. If you've got a headache, you don't go to an omega, you go to the Advil. Well, this combination of products really allows us to look at long-term inflammation resolution with the omegas, but immediate pain modulation with the CBD. Um, Now, one of the other things that was really cool about this particular product, and it's something I'm very passionate about, is trying to help people deal with the daily stress of life. So this particular uh, product that we're talking about, which is the Omax Stress Remedy, actually has a third ingredient called L-theanine, which is derived from Greek tea leaves. And this particular product has a real calming without being sedative impact. So when we combine all of these, we're really modulating stress and helping people, you know, basically just break that sleep stress cycle. So not only are you dealing with inflammation and pain, but you're getting into deeper REM sleep. You're recovering better while you are sleeping. You're waking up less stress. Your cortisol levels are lower. And so you're going out, going throughout your day. Uh, you know, being less reactive to stress markers or, you know, stress situations. And so you're just able to really kind of chill out. Uh, so so in, in layman's terms, we've kind of created a great chill pill. 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so I know people sometimes are resistant to, especially when you start talking about chill pill and you're talking about, you know, a cannabis based product, but um, talk in more detail about what kind of lifestyle impacts this makes for a busy entrepreneur who, um, you know, obviously has all the stressors and stuff in their life. You know, it's, I was speaking to a group of entrepreneurs recently and, and I asked this question is, is what is the first thing biological function aside that most people do when they wake up in the morning and everyone's like, check my email. I'm like, and that's, you know, these are entrepreneurs, right? You've got type A driven personalities. So then, you know, then I'm like, forget about what you do throughout the day. What's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Most people are like, check my email, check the phone. You know, we've become so conditioned, especially as entrepreneurs, to be habitually attached to our devices. Now that blue light, um, and this is becoming a real topic of conversation. Uh, it, it, it does so many things outside of eye damage, outside of, you know, the electromagnetic stuff what it's really doing is impacting sleep. So entrepreneurs who are that type A driven, I've got to be the best. Uh, they're prone from what I found to erratic sleep patterns. They don't sleep as well. They're just, you know, they're constantly tuned in and jacked up and just, you know, always ready to, to tackle the next big problem. So what happens is, you know, you have this cumulative effect of this sleep stress cycle. And what, you know, basically you just, you burn yourself out, right? You're just constantly tired, but wired. So one of the things, and obviously being a successful entrepreneur as well as is, is I wanted to help break that pattern for myself. I want to be able to just shut off at the end of the night and go to sleep and wake up and refresh and be more creative and more productive and less reactive. And, and I think, uh, you know, you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and they say, well, they're firefighters. I'm just constantly putting out fires, right? Well, that reactive approach to business oftentimes is if that's the busy work, but it's not the stuff that drives our businesses forward. It's not the stuff that really generates the results we're looking for. And, and when we were able to kind of take a step back and put things in perspective and be less reactive, we are more productive. We are more effective at what we're trying to accomplish. And so just by combining these three unique ingredients, what I've been able to do is help entrepreneurs or all people really lower those, you know, stress induced uh, biomarkers, the C-reactive protein, the cortisol levels, the prolactin. Um, I was, I was on the phone with a writer the other day who, uh, you know, she was late for an interview and she'd been taking this particular product for about a week. And she goes, I had this weird out of body experience where I knew I should have been stressed that I was late to this interview, but I'm driving in Los Angeles traffic. So everyone gets it. And I was able to just kind of take a step back and be like, it's not the end of the world. She said it was this out-of-body experience where I recognized things for what they were. It wasn't this life-ending moment. It was just the nature of the beast. And we work around it. And we find the solution to it. And we move on. Um, and that's really kind of what I've been able to focus on in my business. And, and, and really what I do is, is just by having this more proactive response to daily stresses, I'm able to be more productive, more creative, and more effective at what it is that I'm trying to do every single day. So is it a, um, you know, take before bedtime kind of a product or is it one in the morning, one in the evening, or how does it, um, how does it work as far as just the mechanics of when you take it? 
So most people I know take it about three hours before bed. Um, and the way that this particular product works with your physiology is, is that you're going to sleep better. You're going to wake up refreshed and, and kind of the residual impact of this particular product is going to carry you forward throughout the day, especially as you're taking it on a consistent basis and you start to support your endocannabinoid system. Uh, so it is really optimized. Um, now, I also know some people take it in the morning and, you know, they, they wake up, they're stressed out. They'd rather just kind of get it out of the way, make that a part of their morning ritual, their morning, you know, journaling, gratitude, whatever it is that they do, and then carry forward the benefits in the morning. So I always suggest it's like, you know, give it a couple weeks, right? Take, you know, start in the morning. If you find that, you, you know, likely effects there, try it three hours before you go to bed. But, you know, we're all different, right? We're all unique. We've all, we've all got different fingerprints. So, uh, you know, you have to approach supplementation in much the same way as, as how does it apply to you and your lifestyle and what it is you're trying to accomplish. And when you modulate that and optimize that, you know, you're going to find that this product for the most part is really going to be a, a major evolutionary step forward in your business. Okay, so we've talked about um, helping you be able to deal with stress, possibly even sleep better. Um, you mentioned the possibility of um, long-term pain management. I'm assuming you're, you're talking about the same solution, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Um, and then did I hear you infer that there are, although I know that the FDA really regulates making claims like this, <laughs> there are potentially... Uh, weight control properties of it as well? Yeah. And in fact, you know, a lot of that boils down to that stress response, right? A lot of people are stress eaters. So when you're modulating stress, what we find is appetite, appetite control, or that, you know, kind of almost desire or that need to eat when we become stressed out becomes modulated. Now there hasn't been long-term, you know, clinical weight studies done on this one, but I find like for me, especially like if I'm working from home, you know, you, you kind of get stressed out. Right. And the first thing that I would do is I would get up from my desk and I would go to the refrigerator. Um, and, and, and I don't know about you, but uh, I would do this multiple times. Right. I wouldn't see anything that I'd like. And then I'd do the lap around the house and I go back to the refrigerator. I either compulsively or somehow thinking that like the refrigerator fairies put something else in there that I didn't see the first time around. And so, you know, it's funny, right? We all have our unique responses to stress. Some people lose their appetite. A lot of people gain an appetite. So when you're modulating stress, your brain is able to kind of take a step back and look at things like, you know, I'm not hungry right now. I don't actually need food. That's just a, you know, a diversion for me dealing with the stress. And that's a reactive response instead of a proactive response. So I think as we really get into CBD research and we get into this full spectrum phytocannabinoid uh, research, we're going to see some some weight loss products that come out for people who aren't necessarily like binge eaters. They're just stress eaters. You know, they, they get stressed out and they, they go to the junk food, they go to the sweets, they go to those, you know, those sugary substances that trigger that part of our brain. That's kind of the gratitude center saying, Oh yeah, I like that. Um, you know, so, so I mean, sugar is a drug, I think probably one of the worst drugs in the, in the world. And uh, you know, if we're, if sugar response is an indication of stress in our lives and we're able to modulate that with this, I think we're going to see a lot of, benefit coming out, especially for people who have diabetes and, and, you know, have some of those health concerns where food has become a catalyst for, you know, health and wellness issues in their entire life. Talk about something that should be listed as a type one um, 
or what did you call it, substance that goes around with heroin and, and opioids and things like that. You know, sugar should be the top of that list. Absolutely. Um, you know, amen to that, brother. Not that any of us are probably going to give up sugar anytime soon, but, you know, we all know it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, you know, kind of being a, you know, a, just a nutritionist and, and really looking at it, it's one of those things. I mean, like I have my sugar cravings on them, but just by eliminating it predominantly from my diet, the way that that's made my life, the improvements that that's made in my life are, are I don't even know if I could quantify them in, in speech. So you have the people who are like, okay, I have lifestyle issues that means that I'm taking um, Advil or Aleve or Tylenol or combinations thereof every day. Um, that could get some real benefits out of this product um, as well as of course the stress uh, reduction thing that every entrepreneur I think wants. Um, so how, how does it, what's the best way for a person to try it out and see if it works for them? I mean, I know there are places that are like, you know, try it for 30 days and then after that. So how do you best suggest people, see how it's going to work for them. Is there a certain amount of time you need to take it before you're going to really see the effects? You know, like it might not happen with one, but if you do it consistently for 30 days, it will. Yeah, that, that actually is a great question, right? Because then that brings up the conversation about where should you be buying your stuff? What type of delivery system should you take? So let's, I'm going to attack that question in a couple different answers here. First thing is, is I always look for soft gels. Um, I like content uniformity in a delivery system. I want to make sure that everything that I put in my mouth has been tested to, so I know exactly what I'm getting with each soft gel. When you look at some of the other delivery systems, whether those are tinctures or gummies or chocolate bars or sodas or whatever it is that's out there, you've got all of these different delivery systems. So you're not really guaranteeing what you're putting in your, in your body is, is consistent dose after dose. Um, so soft gels are kind of my first thing. The other thing is, is there's a lot of cowboys in this industry, right? The CBD is the, is the latest gold rush. Uh, I think Forbes indicated that we're looking at a $3 billion market share in 20, by 2020. That's about a lot of the yahoos out of the closet, everyone looking to make a quick buck. So my, my second bit of advice when people ask me you know, what I should take is make sure you're working with a reputable sports or, you know, or nutrition company, someone who's been in the marketplace for a long time who has multiple products that aren't just CBD based, you know, someone who actually has done the due diligence on the legal side, on the compliance side, on the manufacturing side to make sure that you're getting a consistent product. I know people who've actually, you know, purchased stuff online. It was supposed to be full spectrum, you know, quality hemp oil or CBD oil without THC and then failed drug tests. So, I mean, these are some concerns that we all have to address in this industry. And as the hemp farm bill gets a lot closer to being passed, these are some, more political conversations about what really is a positive drug test, but, you know, look to a company who hasn't banked their entire revenue stream off of just CBD, you know, some, a company who's got a lot to lose. And so therefore they've done the due diligence in, in manufacturing a product for you. Um, now, of course, obviously I make a lot of these products. And so the Omax, uh, uh, the Omax CBD or the Omax stress remedy product that we've been talking about, I think is fantastic. And, and you can go to a, uh, you can go to the Omax health website and see that. Um, now, typically from an efficacious standpoint, 
most people will feel a difference probably within 24 to 72 hours, especially in sleep and stress. Pain might take a little bit longer depending on how isolated that pain is and what the catalyst of that pain is. But, you know, I typically say if you don't notice a difference in a week, um, either, you know, this product isn't for you or you need to up your dose a little bit until you find that happy spot, that equilibrium where you're taking enough in that your body does respond to it. So um, I want to be sure that I'm clear on one thing. So you're an advocate for this. You do recommend Omax, but I think it's important for people to realize it sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly, you aren't actually pushing a product that your company sells. Is that, is that right? Or did I miss something in there? No, I, you know, honestly, I, I'm an general for CBD. Um, I'm an advocate for CBD as it, as it impacts and as it's necessary for specific people. One of my biggest beefs in this industry is you get a lot of people throwing out the panacea concept. My product is good for every single person and you need to be, you know, using this every single day. That's absolutely not true. Every person should be working with a, you know, a good physician, a naturopathic doctor, a chiropractor, you know, even your primary care physician who understands the nature of these products can look at relevant diagnostic data to say, yes, some, uh, this product might work for you. Or no, this product doesn't make sense for you. Um, so as an ad, you know, even though I manufacture this product, even though I created the Omax product, I'm an advocate for the product in general and to make sure that it's right for a specific person. So, you know, part of the, the problem with our industry in a lot of industries is, you know, we want to try to get every customer. You don't need. Unfortunately, at this point, we actually ran into some technical difficulties with the recording um, and Evan's final phrases about you not needing every customer, but just simply to reach the people that you are meant to reach um, got lost. And of course, we want to give you an opportunity to be able to uh, go further, go deeper with Evan. The number one thing I'd like you to know is you can go to omaxstressremedy.com. That's O-M-A-X-S-T-R-E-S-S. R-E-M-E-D-Y dot com. OmaxStressRemedy.com to check out Omax to see if it'll help you be able to have a moment when you're driving in traffic and realizing that it doesn't impact you quite as much as what it used to or help you be able to just get through your life and your business even just a little bit better. You can also reach out to Evan DeMarco. You can find him on Facebook, both at Omax Health as well as Evan DeMarco. That's E-V-A-N dot D-E-M-A-R-C-O dot seven. Um, and that will take you to his both of his Facebook pages. I encourage you to take the conversation further and deeper with Evan. And I encourage you to check out Omax check out what kind of situations, what kind of things might really help you be able to deal with the stresses, the stresses that you have in your life a little better, to make it through your day a little bit better, and to really truly find yourself in every day working, living, and thriving as a thriving entrepreneur.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today to Thriving Entrepreneur. We're glad to have had you here with us. I do hope that you will check out OMAX. I hope it works for you. I hope that you find yourself thriving in all that you do, that you can live. I know it's not possible to wish for you a stress-free life, but I do hope that you can live in such a way that the stress doesn't have as devastating an impact on you as it so easily can. Uh, I know what it's like. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur too, and I know how tough it can be sometimes. I also encourage you, I want you to think back now at how passionate Evan was about the things he was talking about, about how much information he brought to you from things that he's learned as he's lived his life. Now, think in your own life. What are the things that you're passionate about? What have you learned through life experiences, through overcoming, through some of those pains and bumps and bruises that you've gotten that are now scabbed over? Maybe they're even scars emotionally or physically. Um, I know some of them uh, you're glad you came through because they made you better. They made you stronger. And some of them you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. But all of them, you're now here on the other side of it. And you've got something to share. You have amazing opportunity right here in front of you to be able to really make a difference in the world. Whether it be that you know, you've helped develop a product like what Evan did that's helping people live a better version of their life. Or whether it be that you just really love people and that genuine love you have for people when you're talking to them can come through. Maybe you're a very inspiring speaker. Um, you know, I, I love the stories that Lisa Nichols tells because she talks about how, um, you know, she's had teachers who have literally told her, um, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. Please do not ever get up in public, stand in front of people, and do any public speaking because it's just not your talent. Now imagine if Lisa would have held on to that and never spoken in the world. Lisa is massively inspiring. When she's on stage, she can inspire you. I mean, she could get up there and read to your, her grocery list 
And you'd be like, hmm, you know what? I'm inspired to go to the grocery store and buy, you know, and all the things that she just said. It's highly uh, amazing to watch her inspire people. Other people are really good at breaking down technical information in digestible ways. They're more of an informational speaker, but they bring that information in a way that isn't like... Um, you remember the old movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the guy's standing up there, Bueller, Bueller. You know, it isn't that monotone, uh, boring, hope you don't fall out of your chair when you do fall asleep kind of thing. But it's information, but it's presented to you in such a way that you really take it in and you really learn. Other people have other giftings. Some people, their gifting isn't being up on stage. You know, I think of Billy Graham's mom and, and how many times he talked about the fact that knowing that his mom had spent her whole life praying for him was the foundation, was the key to everything that happened in his life. That's an amazing thing. There are a lot of people who their calling may be to just be a great mom or a great coach or a great school teacher or whatever. Now what I encourage you to do is share that with the world as broadly and widely as you possibly can. And of course, we suggest, why don't you write a book? Put it down in print so that generations from now, people can still benefit from that information. You know, Think and Grow Rich was the early 1900s. It was like 1910 or something like that. And still has amazing things that we can still learn from it. And there are books that are written yesterday that are highly powerful. And so I encourage you to get on board the concept of you doing your part in the world. Join us at Bestsellers Guild. Share your message with the world. Just go to bestsellersguild.com. Join our free group. We'd love to have you there. We'd love for you to share your message and to help make it a bestseller. Because you are uniquely brilliant. There's no one like you. You are created for a purpose. You're not an accident. You're not here just by happenstance. There is a purpose for you. And that purpose is for the world. The world needs you. Your message, the things inside of you, what you've come through, they're not for you. They're meant for the people whose lives you can change when you share them. And that's why Kathy and I are here with Bestsellers Guild to be able to help you share your message with the world and to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.